Welcome, everyone, to the 13th episode of the Cassandra Properties Podcast. We are joined today by a very special guest, Todd Bavona. He's the producer, director, and partner at Gotham Trinity Productions. How are we doing? Doing very well. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Always a pleasure to get together with you. You've got that like intoxicating kind of personality, so yep. we said this will be mm -hmm. a great little show. Yep. And we've, we're joined by our... Wonderful, Becca. How we doing, Becca? Singer. Becca. I'm good. The singer, yeah. So oh, yeah. she's an avid singer. Yeah. So we're gonna get into as we always do. You know, roll it back to the beginning. Talk about you know the the origins of where this this company started and, and Todd's history and his passion. And you'll come to see very quickly uh, the passion bleeds through in everything he does. He's been great to work with. But we have a little treat that we're going to plug in somewhere here at the end. And Rebecca is going to sing for us. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yes, I guess I am. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this is going to lead to a music video. I, that's what this is going to be. Apparently. So I'm going to sign her a deal. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, throw in the PDs on the ones and twos so yes. Todd can chastise me. <laughs> I, I remember that. I heard ones and twos. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is He's not a DJ. However, he still is on the ones he and twos. He kind of looks he's got the mixing board he and he kind of looks like he's a dj would you yeah. rather be want to be called a technical director <laughs> you're the technical director or director i was just yeah. gonna say <laughs> yeah, he's in his cage leave him be he said that in one of the last podcasts what boss yes. he's not in a cage <laughs> creative background he's a technical director yeah, no he's hiding <laughs> oh, <it's> fantastic <laughs> love it he's the ones and twos guy all right that's as technical oh, as i get here folks. ones and twos it is got it so let's go back to the beginning yep where are we from? You know, how do we end sure. up in this business at, at such a young age with so much success? Let's give, you know, give the, the audience kind of a flavor of how you ended up where you are today. Sure. Uh, real quick, just it's an honor to be here. It's really cool to be here. I love this space. When I saw this space, when we did the business spotlight for the Staten Island Advance, I was extremely impressed with this and can't wait to actually utilize this for, um, for our stuff because yeah. everything yeah. sounds so Beautiful here. So congratulations to you guys Thank and what you, you guys are doing and to Peter and to everything you guys have put together. It's, it's really cool. I just want to say that first and foremost. Really cool that I'm here. I, a quick backstory. Um, I just find it very, everyone has their own story and it's very unique. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually born in Bogota, Colombia in South America. I was uh, three months old when I was adopted by the Bavona family and uh, oh, wow. uh, brought up in uh, Canarsie, Brooklyn uh, until I was eight years old, seven years old, whatever it was, 93. And then we moved to uh, Tottenville, Staten Island, where I resided for 25 years. Uh, moved out to Jersey a couple of years ago. Moved uh, again in Jersey within from Parlin to Cliffwood. Anyway, so that's my little life history. And, and I, I say that because uh, I kind of approached my life by always being grateful for everything I have every day. Because where I was from, if you put into context, yeah. Bogota, Colombia, 1985, not a very good place to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm always very grateful. And I've been fortunate enough to go to great schools, PS1. Uh, IS-34 at Tottenville High School, went to Marist College. Uh, did you went sport to Marist College? Yes. Oh, do I have some stories for you. Really? <laughs> this oh is boy. not an online <laughs> oh thing. <laughs> These are offline things. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, you're... No. By SIG? Really? Oh, so you're a yeah. Marist grad? Uh, no. Oh. I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Not a Marist grad. <laughs> Part of my sordid history uh. involved a layover at Marist. My brother went to Marist, and he's a Marist grad. He was one of the uh, founding uh, brothers of FISIG. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, really cool. If, if we're going to take a real short sidebar. Um, Go for it. If you know my brother, Joey, 
he is the life of the party. He's dynamic. He's outgoing. He's loud. Mm -hmm. He's boisterous. Yeah. He's handsome. He's, you know, he's the total <laughs> deal, my brother. Super smart guy. And he goes to this college and he starts a fraternity. He's a founding brother. He's, you know, this kind of iconic figure in his own little world there up at Marist. Yep. And he graduates the year that I come in. So I walk into it. There was zero chance I could succeed. Very conservative mom, super hard. You know, like when I went to school, it was like, ah, you know, I was I was going. And to like the, my first day, I'll never forget. I walk into the dorm room and there's beers everywhere yeah. and there's all the, the fraternity brothers there. And they're like, Brenda Mono! And I was like, oh my God. So I, I didn't graduate, but I had a hell of a good time okay. up in Marist. Good spot. Yeah, it, excellent it spot. is. Yeah. It is. We'll talk. We'll talk more offline. Absolutely. Love yeah. the Poughkeepsie area. Um, Hudson Valley's gorgeous. Beautiful. Uh, coming up now, actually, is one of the best times to be up there. The, the fall yeah. foliage is is gorgeous up there. I, I love the Hudson Valley up there. Colonial Institute of America is up there. This yes, is good old CIA. CIA. Oh, so good. Anyway, uh, moving on to my so I said graduate Marist College with a sports communication major. While I was there, I was invited to work a local event because I was part of the television club uh, for CSI Sports. Asked for four students to be production assistants, make 150 bucks cash. Now, okay. to me, that's like that's like a million dollars in college oh, money because yeah. that's like how many you know. It was what was it used to be called? Thirty stones for ten bones. Keystone light, thirty pack for like ten bucks. Yeah. That's like, that's right. weeks of beer. <laughs> Everything's measured in beer. Everything was measured so in beer. True. Speaking of the party culture up there, to great school by the way. It's very controlled. I love it up there. Anyway, uh, so I worked that event for CSI Sports, now defunct. It was a boxing event, and at that event, I saw someone uh, operating a very large camera that was on an arm. It was uh, thirty-two feet long, and I talked to this guy. I said, "What is this?" He tells me what it is. I help him break down his gear. I found out that it's a jib camera mm -hmm. and it's remote control at one end with weights and this whole big contraption. And eventually I help him to his car. He says, give me your information. I'll contact you if I have further work. Like, okay. Yeah. More beer. Uh, again, more beer. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm thinking it. more money, more beer, more, more, whatever. Um, oh and he contacts me for my mom's going to love this, but he contacts me for a gig at NBC at 30 rock. And I worked for him there. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to help you with an internship at HBO. Oh, and wow. now I'm a, I'm a sophomore a, a, in, co in college at the time. So I'm able to successfully get an internship with HBO Sports wow. my junior year working for Inside the NFL. Then it was Bob Costas, Dan Marino, Kiss, Chris Collinsworth, and Chris Carter. And I also worked on set of Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. And then I also was part of the HBO Sports boxing circuit. I was a production assistant working wow. for that so again extremely grateful lucky but worked hard though are you a sports fan absolutely so that just that had to be a dream absolutely an yeah. absolute dream played baseball growing up uh, ran track during college actually um baseball is my number one uh and one of the places i now work at mlb network of course it's it's so a, cool yeah that's a dream you <laughs> yeah. know yeah. again and, and i'm always smiling because it's it's amazing when i i've been able to 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 achieve and, and just enjoy um so yeah, so I got that internship and from there opened up the floodgates. Uh, you meet one person in this that business, much like real estate, it's who you know yeah. and the connections yeah. you establish. Yeah. Um, I was able to establish great connections and then worked for Food Network for 14 different shows, QVC, uh, GMA for a couple, couple days. And, and that's the freelance aspect of the business. So you don't work for just one person, you work for many. 
So what are you doing, like back to the, the college days and your NFL network, uh, what, what exactly are you doing for them during this time? Right now I am primarily a stage manager or floor director, depending upon what you want to call it. Um, so I, I work alongside camera operators, audio engineers, lighting guys, production assistants, hair, makeup, wardrobe, uh, teleprompt operators. My main goal is to work with them to achieve the goal of the production. Okay. Let's give an example. MLB Tonight, MLB Network, we all come together in a studio, Studio 3, named after Babe Ruth, of course, mm -hmm. uh, or Studio 42 after Jackie Robinson, and we have to execute a show for mm -hmm. two hours, three hours, whatever it is, based on the director and producer's format. And that includes a lot of moving parts. My primarily... My primary focus is the talent, who's on camera, making right. sure they have what they need to achieve their goal of looking good on camera, okay. making sure uh, a host, Fran Charles, is okay as a host, making sure John Smoltz has what he needs and... Smoltzy. Smoltzy. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yes, I'm totally name dropping. Uh, <laughs> and making sure Harold Reynolds has what he needs to achieve his goal. So that's my job now. But I grew up in the business as a production assistant, as an intern, mm -hmm. just helping out along the way, getting water, making sure things were clean, on set of Iron Chef America, making sure the set was spotless, and Cancer. things like that. That was my job. Yeah. And that was an important job because it of was it quick is. turnover mm -hmm. from one take to another take, and that's how I really got my hands dirty, pun intended, uh, on the ins and outs of the business. So I have to ask, because I'm fascinated by this side of it, mm -hmm. right? So one of my passions has always been sports, uh, so what what is it? What is a production meeting like? Look like like is it? A, does everyone sit around a, a, a big whiteboard table yeah. like this? And everyone's got is there like the the producer or the director lays the agenda out, and then everyone kind of backfills. What is it? How does that happen? How does it come together? I want to equate it to a board meeting you would have with your team, James. I, I want to say you sit everyone down and you get a feel for what are we achieving today. Now I don't know if you do daily meetings, but I'm just saying or weekly meetings you might right. do. And you set forth, what are our goals? What are mm -hmm. our goals, right? And that's the same, it's the same thing, except you're just putting on a show that's being watched by however many million, millions of people and you have to be really on point. And there's so right. many moving parts. There's the graphics department, the, the playback called EVS, uh, replay. Uh, there's the tech side in the studio. Mm -hmm. There's uh, producers, there's the tech manager who deals with satellite feeds. So it's making sure everyone's on the same page for however long and the meeting runs by the producer. This is the format we have. This is how long we have. We have to hit sponsors. So if Cassandra Properties is a sponsor on MLB Network and they have a sponsored spot from 8 p.m. to 8.15, well, you make sure your sign is on the front of the MLB ah. Network desk. That's somebody's job. So it's it's all these pieces in a format putting them together. So now hmm. do you have, uh, is it, you know, if you're going to be doing a, a ABC show, is it, do you have one of these meetings when you've decided that this, or the producer or director decided this show is going to move forward, and then, or is it every single time you film each episode, is there one of these kind of production meetings? Yeah. Always a production meeting before every single show. And is it a half hour, an hour, two hours? It depends on the scope of the of the of the meet uh, of the show. Um, some even a half hour show can get an hour long meeting because there's so much content you need to cram into a half hour sponsored show. Specifically, when you talk about sponsored elements, right, right, because yeah. you need to have, you know, the uh, the starting lineup brought to you in part by W. B. Mason for the New York Yankees. Like, you have to make sure you get that in. There's a right. certain animation has to come on a certain way, last a certain hour, and it has to be set a certain way by Michael K. or John Sterling or whoever it is calling the game. Um, so it depends. 
uh, you know, we did a, I did a Super Bowl a few years ago, the pregame show, five hour show. That production oh, wow. meeting, that production meeting was a couple hours because you have to I'm go sure. through the format, sure. line item by line item. Okay, uh, Dan Patrick's gonna tee Rodney, and then Rodney, you tee Tony Dungy, and then we're gonna go to a tape, and that tape's gonna be about Bill Belichick. I don't, I, you know, just saying. So it can be very long to, to really answer it's your question. It's amazing. If you go back to, what was the, the, the show uh, back in the day? Was it the George Michael Sports, Mach Sports Machine? It was on, on, I think, like Friday nights, and like it had the big reels, and like it ran the tape. Okay. If you look at the difference between how those shows were produced and now thinking about all of the technical aspects, sure. all of the imagery, all of the sound effects, all of the cuts, yep. all of the overlays of, of pre-recorded stuff, all of the commentary, all of the positioning, it is kind of remarkable that it comes together the way it does. It, and it flows, these shows flow so seamlessly, right? right. So this is, uh, you're the guy who's making the magic happen. It Takes a Village is the thing that we hear most often, mm -hmm. is that it takes, and it really does. But truth yeah. can be said here for Cassandra Properties, right? It Takes a Village in order to achieve the goals your vision has set forth short and long term, right? It's the same thing. It yeah. takes a lot of people, a lot of moving parts, whether it's in-house or if you need to contract out, like if you needed to contract out Gotham, for instance, just to make your vision what it you wanted it to be. Yep. It's the same thing. And it's anything from the hair and makeup to the house guys who take care of a studio, making sure that things are plugged in and clean or up to date or in these COVID days, making sure you have enough wipes and masks mm -hmm. and, and, and Lysol spray and making sure things are clean. Whole new element, right? So it truly takes a, a, a village to get this done. Yeah, and you, you must have tremendous vision. I'm sorry, Becca, to cut no, you off. Okay. But uh, I know how important it is to me. Like if we whiteboard something for yeah. an ad or a commercial or something like that, and, and PD makes it happen mm -hmm. digitally on the screen, you being able to share what whoever the client's vision is has mm -hmm. got to be a pretty cool experience working through it with them. And I know how gratifying it is when I see mm -hmm. something come out exactly how I freaking yeah. saw it. Right. The, like that is awesome. You're bringing someone's vision, vision to, to life. life. Yeah. The best example for that, James, would probably be the Booton Christmas Parade in Booton, New Jersey. 45 minutes northwest of here, probably. And a good buddy of mine, Tommy Crigliano, is the host, his family. And the volunteer fire department put this beautiful parade on every year. It's about a three-quarter mile stretch in Booton, and it ends at Santa Land. And we had these grandiose plans to do a multi-camera shoot, just like what Petey's doing here with the multiple cameras and whatnot and cutting around and whatnot. We had a drone. We had a camera on a rail on one lamppost going to another lamppost. We had two handheld cameras, so two people operating a camera. We had a set. I actually asked my friends at NBC Sports to use a desk that NBC Sports uses, we brought it on location. So Tommy and the co-host Alex LeBeau hosted the parade from just oh, like you would, cool. like the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Granted, this year it's going to take on a different version. However, you're used to the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the three talent, yeah. you see the parade behind them. We did the same exact thing. To your point, vision, seeing that whole thing come together, it's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Even to be a stage manager, a part of big shows, and to see the whole plan that you're like racking your brain, how are we going to do it? It's live TV. So yeah. many variables. How are we going to do this? But then when it's done, it's like, all right. So you actually see it, right? You're When you're going to do this parade, and you're like, I could see the excitement in your eyes. Or the rail camera, and we've got a drone <laughs> truck, right? <laughs> it's true. But, so are you seeing the finished product in your head as that's happening? Like, do you, do you 
visualize all of that? The beauty of what directors have to be able to do is take all the technical aspects, then take the format that the producer puts together and then make it sing. So yes, there is some sort of visualization and we're going to get to a little surprise that I have a proposal for you guys at a, a show we'd love to do with you. Ooh, and mm, that interesting. I'll, I'm going <laughs> to, as I, I started writing out a script and then I'm going to tell you the cues of what you're going to see imagery wise and what, the, what you're, what you're trying to ask. Yeah. The director sees that. Yes. To answer your question in short, like mm. I see before the Super Bowl, a dramatic shot outside drones. Give me a sense of place. They call it. You see the stadium, you have a booming voice like Al Michaels. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 2020 National Football League Super Bowl. And then you have shots of the players, hero shots, hero shots. So yes, you have to have some sort of vision, but you have to understand so much in order to execute that. Does it make sense? Yeah, makes perfect does. sense. So, so that's a gift, right? Oh, 100%. And is that a gift that you recognized early in life? Good question. Someone just asked me, how did I got all started? It's all got started. My aunt and uncle needed a videographer for their wedding. And they, I was on, on site. I say on site like, like I was, I always just say it's on site. Okay. I was on site. I was at the wedding. I was with go. my family at the go. wedding. We okay. There we go. Uh, I was there and they said, here's a camera. Go take some video. I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. Then from that, I got into photography. Um, but I always in high school, my mom always liked my idea of wanting to be a physical therapist. So in high school, I wanted to be a physical therapist. Interesting. And then if, if possible, I was going to run track for as long as I can run that into the ground, pun intended. But then I got to college and off the rails. Did, didn't want to do it. Um, didn't, didn't like the physical therapy track. And I was like, you know, I need a liberal arts education, which is what Marist offers. Yep. It's a great liberal arts <laughs> school. Um, and so that's when it really blossomed. Well, Marist, I really also just became a person because of where it is, because it it takes from so many people from around the country, around the world even, that opened me up to opening my eyes to being a different person and seeing the world in a different way and understanding different people's perspectives. Then I started to get a direction of telling a story. And you're, um, I, I just forgot his name again, the J-Man. J-Man, yeah. J-Man talks about storytelling and being yourself. And we talked about yes. that right before yep. we came on this podcast, Rebecca, was just be yourself. Yep. And one of the points I made, we might hit, but to get to it now, you don't even need Gotham. You can just be yourself and do a selfie and do yep. a video and just be you. Like the fishing video that got so many views yeah. for James. Well, there's a reason for it because he told the story that made him seem so human. Yeah. He's just like one of us. that connection. Hey, mm -hmm. I think you're with your, your son. Uh, I, I talked about that. That was the place where my son yes. caught his first yep. fish. Very cool. Yeah. And, and, and now... I, we're able to do that from a broadcasting side. It's like the Olympics. Yeah. NBC Olympics does the best storytelling there is. What does that mean? They tell the story of the athletes as human beings just growing up. Growing up in, in yeah. rural part of New Jersey that you didn't know existed. And now they're representing Team USA at the 2020 Olympics. Right. And the, that type of storytelling, I, I, that, I love that. And, and telling someone's story. Because everyone's got a story to tell. Oh, yeah. Mine's That's unique. Sure being born from another country and then raised in Italian, in Italian in Canarsie, Brooklyn and Staten Island. I mean, come on, <sighs> but I'm Colombian. I have yeah. Colombian blood a hundred percent. So that, yeah. and that I'm proud of that too. So, you know, everyone has that story to tell. And I appreciate you sharing that story because it's interesting for me 
And the more of these that we do, um, the more I have the opportunity to, to kind of dive in and get get a, a deeper understanding, make more connections, right? We've talked a lot about communication. Yes. This is about us having the opportunity to give a community that has given so much to us an opportunity to come in and have a platform. Uh, we had a, a small business owner on last week, and, and he talked mm -hmm. about some of the real difficulties that he's experiencing here, and, and he felt a little frustrated, and it was a way for him to just kind of get the story out. So sure. to hear that and to understand, because we have talked quite a bit about, uh, and, and yeah, I don't okay. have to say this, and if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't, because you wouldn't know that we talked about it, right? <laughs> right. But you uh, left a mark on me after the first time mm -hmm. we had connected. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know what it is about this guy, but mm -hmm. there's something dynamic. There's a, a an energy. There's a love. Mm -hmm. um, and hearing your story, I mean, you're the American fable. I mean, yeah. you're the, yeah. the, the, the fairy tale. That, that what that, that's really remarkable. Yeah. Uh, and so now here we are, and you've got your own company. Um, talk to us about who the company is. What do you do? Uh, and then I'd like to get into some of the challenges and how tech has changed things and so on. Yeah, sure. So it actually uh, concept came from three of us, obviously, uh, myself, Michael Graziuso, my business partner, Michael Delagrazi. Um, those two guys are actually small business owners on Staten Island for 25, 30 years themselves. If you're familiar with Hot Concepts as Fireplaces, used to be based in Father Cap, now yep. on Victory Boulevard. It's him and it's his family. And then Double D's Chariot Collision is the Delagrazi family. So it started with those two guys growing up together from when they were eight or nine years old, I came into the picture circa 2002 when I was uh, stuffing the produce shelves at Wallbounds and Mike Dell was in the meat department and he heard about my kind of like, you know, photo and stuff and video and stuff. And then years later, I'd, I'd meet uh, Mike Graziuso at a shore house in good old Jersey Shore. And I always just talk about drones. Drones are going to be a big thing. I think I, I feel it. I knew it in um, really. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. This I, was two thousand and two. You were saying that two thousand two, two thousand three, wow. and then once I had the shore house in two thousand eight. Once I graduated college, after college is when I really had a. I started to had a pulse on what was happening when it came to tech and TV and what needs to be, what needs to be next for me now. Um, doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, I, I knew that drones were like a ne the next big thing. I knew digital media was a big thing. I even tried to create a position. I'll never forget this. Right after I graduated college, Poughkeepsie Journal, I, I said, I want to be your new media reporter. I want to show up with a video camera and a microphone and do news packages and sports stories for you. And I did a video from K-Fest. And it's when Akon actually threw someone off the stage at Dutchess County Stadium. I'll never forget it. Wow. I did a better piece about something besides that. However, uh, my, my point being is um, – I'm losing my point. I, I, I knew what, what I wanted to be, but no one knew it yet. Like that new media position. Ooh, but that's, that's your gift. Your right. gift yeah. is vision. Right. right. Whether exactly. it's you're seeing something a client's conveying or you're seeing something that you can't quite put your finger on. That's my gift is vision. It's right. You don't quite understand why, but you know, as sure as you're sitting here, X, Y or Z. Mm -hmm. Right. So that drone idea that resonated with Graziuso and Dell said, hey, I want to shoot some shorts or I want to shoot some skits. And they had mm -hmm. scripts in mind or they had shorts like 10 minutes long in mind. But they're very involved, a lot of man hours. So that's where Gotham Trinity started was just shooting some fun skits. That was cool and nice. Yeah. And we thought about doing features. And my buddy Dell has a feature-length script in, the, in his arsenal. But we also realized we have to make money. 
And right. that's a difficult way to make money. And I applaud mm -hmm. someone like uh, Julio Vincent Gambudo, who did Team Marco. Yeah. Totally shot on Staten Island with a beautiful story, shot on Staten Island with Staten Island actors, incredibly well done. He's kind of actually the godfather of Gotham Trinity because he went to the SIADC mm -hmm. business conference, saw his press conference about Team Marco, then went to his seminar. We did behind the scenes for Team Marco. He then recommended us to uh, Caesar to do the member video that we did a couple years ago for SIADC. I didn't know that you did them. Yeah, so the SIADC, we're a, a big partner with, with, with all of their video content is pretty much us. Um, like like the Staten Island Advance comes to us, specifically the sales division comes to us for all their content. The SIADC, we've been very um, blessed to have them alongside Very them. cool. Yeah, yeah wow. and the, we just got introduced to the Chamber of Commerce now. So now we're going to be Great. working alongside them to do some oh, some cool things coming. Yeah, so a lot of a lot awesome. of cool things on the horizon for Gotham Trinity. So it, the the point being, we've kind of evolved into this uh, multiple facets. We can do shorts, we can do commercials, we can do live multi camera events like the Booten Parade. Um, we can do live broadcast online. Then COVID hits, and that's when I came here and I interviewed you. We became this new authority if you will much like cassandra properties has become the authority in the youtube space of real estate and sharing that value out there we became this authority of business yeah and saying what are businesses doing to adapt during these times so did we the whole broadcasting mm -hmm. idea like we're doing a podcast here they're more prevalent now than ever before because of quarantine yeah. right no one had anything to do mm -hmm. yep. can't have meetings or can't do face-to-face -face stuff Right. So how can we stay in touch? So myself, Mike Bloomfield, a former guest from uh, Techie Geek yep. that's been here, works great, great with you guys. Yep. Interviewed you for one of the yes. testimonials. Yeah. You did an amazing job, by the way. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for her to sing. Don't go away. There is singing coming up oh, next. Man. That's a plug. Um, and Massimo Dodano from Partners in Sound, we did shows every day. We did three shows a day, five days a week. Wow. At, it was Breakfast with Bloomy at... Oh, that's right. I remember seeing that on Facebook. Yeah. That was at 10 a.m., then midday with Moss at 3, and then Gotham After Dark, which was a little bit, you know, right. a little more funky. That was at 10 p.m., and that was our thing. And we found that people enjoyed that content because it was away from yeah. what was going on. Sure. We were talking about favorite pizza joints, favorite diners, um, why I like Poland Spring versus Fiji. Anything and everything Anything. that wasn't COVID related, we talked about. It. People loved it. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know Peter does the, the optimization of Facebook number. Our numbers mm -hmm. spiked on Facebook. Mm. We, our traffic jumped astronomically because of we were out there so much. So my point about what Gotham Trinity has shifted, a lot more multi-camera live broadcasting things. And that's my little proposal for you guys is a, a live show. We'll get so, to that. So... When do you see this is not just something that maybe I'm doing part-time or not something that when do you see no this is it this is my this is my life this is what I'm going to do I love it I need to be in it when does that happen It's an excellent question question there James Prendamano <laughs> 2 for um, 2 Listen don't tell me when I have crap questions okay? <laughs> I'll be honest I'll be honest about it actually um when uh I don't know because I am, if I can be candid and, and share something that uh, I'm struggling with right now is when am I going to peel myself away from my freelance life that is uh, hand, um, yep. been so kind to me for 15 years yep. mm -hmm. and 
step away from that and then make Gotham Trinity Productions a full-time thing. I mean, there's even, there's many people who have asked, when are you gonna just do this full-time? Because you have so much potential for work and there is such a new need for this space now. Yep. You, it needs all your time and attention. It needs all your direction and all your vision. I, I don't know, but I'm hoping soon. I'm hoping we can partner with more people like yourself, yep. like the advance where I can do it on a consistent basis and be able to start a family. I, I got married a year ago oh, uh, in June. Th thank you. Uh, we celebrated a year this past oh, June. Very exciting. So I, I do want to get to a point where Gotham Trinity Productions has the capacity to help me support my family and start a family. Of course. Yeah. Really. I, I yeah. wanted to get there. Uh, right now I'm at that point where I, I can't leave NBC and MLB just, just yet. <laughs> yep. But I, I do want to focus on this. This is my baby. This is my, mm -hmm. this is a passion. This is, as I said before, we jumped on this podcast, everything that I've learned for so long from some great people in the field, just downscale that and apply that to the mom and pop shops and do live broadcasts from Aunt Butchies of Brooklyn and Arthur Kill Road or from the Page Plaza Diner. Like there's things, there's applications for what I've done for so long here. Yeah. And that's what I really want to do. We're going to get there. So to answer your question, I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> So, well, we've had, had, we've been blessed in, we've been able to successfully um, launch a, a few different initiatives, companies. Uh, I can tell you if, if you want some advice and if you don't, you're going to get it anyway. <laughs> um, strategic planning, mm -hmm. right? So um, I, I just started doing these with uh, Chad Reyes over at Lions Pride. Oh, yeah. um, awesome. I mean, yeah, he's, he's great. great. He's, and he really is. And, and commending you for being part of the Staten Island Rising Virtual Summit. Yeah. Which you were a panel member on right. talking about leadership and whatnot. Again, loved working with Lions Pride and that project. That was a great project. They, they are also visionaries. Oh, um, goodness. Absolutely. And they are opening my eyes to so many things that I didn't realize I wasn't doing, I should have been doing. Um, giving me the ability to focus more, uh, you know, turning 105, 110 hour work weeks into 80 hour work weeks and being more productive. Wow. They have uh, something called a plan ahead where uh, it's an exercise. We just did one for a, a really cool initiative that we're working on with them. Uh, we spent three hours and change, yeah. right? On just yep. one initiative. And it really helped to slow it down, mm -hmm. break it down and methodically break out every component of what we wanted to do, what were our goals, three months, one year, three years, five years, 10 years. That's great. It was super productive for me. So if you're thinking of making this this switch, uh, I would I would some advice would be, go sit with those guys, do a plan ahead, do a pro D assessment. Yeah. It has taught us so much about the team and yeah. about um, sometimes just because you can, get through things and, and kind of as you're going, manage and you're throwing triage, you're mm -hmm. tourniquet here and you're putting, you know, whatever it is over here and, and you're, you're still kind of moving it, right. but you're not humming. When you're firing on all cylinders and you mm -hmm. go, that's exciting. Sure. And with your yeah. passion, um, take the time in the insanity to pull it back, right? It's a great point. So yeah. you're, you're making these videos and you said, you know, well, we were surprised that, that how, how much it took off. You gave a sense of normalcy as you're doing these videos and you're connecting with these business owners and you're talking about pizza and you like, mm -hmm. we were cooped up and we're still in some regards cooped up and people 
really wanted and needed to feel normal. So those videos and that kind of conversation, and like you said, anything but COVID gave (laughs) people an opportunity to just feel normal for a little bit and kind of forget about all the insanity that's going on around us. So I commend you for that um, and really a great job. I'm curious about technology must have have played a, a role in the evolution of your business. Sure. So... Uh, in the context of 10 years ago and then in the context of COVID, mm-hmm. how has technology impacted what you do and how has COVID, and maybe that ties into technology, changed how you do what you do? Technology has helped those like a real estate agency, for instance, give them better access to create content and be content creators themselves by sharing about their fishing story. Right. So that's one side of it where we've seen more of the amateur, if you will, Mm -hmm. users be able to dabble into this video field that I was introduced. Well, it's only for professionals only. Right. And some of us, it's intimidating, bro. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. When you're not in the business, it's, it's very intimidating, very Mm -hmm. intimidating. It's not easy just to get in front of a camera or to do a selfie or to use your laptop as a camera. Like when I interviewed you for the testimonials, like it's, and and you're looking at, what am I looking at? I'm looking at my laptop. Like it's just, it's weird. It takes a while to get used to it. Yeah. And you, cause you don't, again, you don't feel that, that interaction. Um, So, so technology has allowed so many people to be a part of this video space, specifically like we call Mm -hmm. them the YouTubers, right? They, they've been made millions of dollars uh, because technology is more readily available to them and it's good technology yeah. phones even are, are a lot better shooting 4k or version of 4k uh, and and whatnot um so i've always struggled with those people making it versus the professionals that i learned from who have been camera operators or directors or producers or audio engineers or lighting engineers or hair and makeup and doing it for 20 30 40 50 years that I, again i've been blessed to learn from and then everyone everyone can do it now so yeah. it's it's almost been it's almost as though the market has been so oversaturated with many the varieties which again i see at the same time because everyone has a story to tell right so that it's cool too because now you're allowing everyone to tell a story sure mm-hmm. but sometimes from from a technical standpoint it's like oh, you're not doing it right though like how did you make it like yeah exactly. my buddy's been doing it for 25 years and mm-hmm. he's He's not there. Um, yeah, so that, that's one side of technology, but it's been great to be a part of cool technology and cutting edge stuff, like even watching the LED monitors uh, come to the forefront and that mm-hmm. be used on TV sets more or LED lighting. That was really cool to watch that happen. MLB Network opened up in 2009, January 2009, and that was all bulb lighting. So the studios have to be cooled to like, 60 degrees it's like free it's freezing oh. sometimes in these studios um but now not not now but uh, uh i don't know six years ago let's call it you have led lit studios mm-hmm. that you don't need that type of cold environment because they don't emit nearly as much heat as an actual old school bulb that yeah. you're powering at pretty high power in order to light up your sets and your talent and what and whatnot so that's been interesting. The LED lights um, be more prevalent in studios, for instance, sure. um, and cameras. Cameras are better. 
Um, you're, you're, yeah, you're right. You're right in a way just saying how many different types of things it's been cool to be a part of and you, using them, some of them for myself and selfishly, <laughs> having some toys to play with, but also being a part of the bigger bigger aspect of at NBC and MLB Network and all these networks and whatnot, using those toys too. Yeah. And that's been really cool. So if, if it's, it's so funny, the things that we take for granted and the advances um, in mm -hmm. tech, and you, you mentioned cameras, so I'm going to share a little sidebar. My son uh, is constantly with his iPhone, like taking pictures, and Petey has been good enough to teach him um, some production basics and He's got a podcast now, my son, and he's got a YouTube channel, and he loves it, right? So, you know, I'm watching him sitting there hammering away on his laptop, and he's on the <laughs> phone with his friends, and they're setting up their next their next podcast. I went and I popped in on uh, Sunday. We have partner meetings, so we were out to grab lunch, and there's a really great store on Victory Boulevard that opened, I think, recently that has all, like, um, collectibles, Oh, and cool. they have some really amazing pieces of, of history. Wow. And as I was walking through, I, it caught my eye. There was the Polaroid camera, like the original <laughs> Polaroids. And just, you know, the night before, I was watching my son, and I just had that moment. I took the picture, and I sent it to him, and I was like, this is how we used to do it. And he was like, That's what awesome. is that? Yeah. Like, he didn't even recognize what it was. It was like, <laughs> That's you know, so funny. this was a, a Polaroid. This is how we took pictures. And he was like, well, yeah. how did you get the video? And I'm like, video. <laughs> no, video, No, yeah. bro. Like, you know. What are you talking about? Right? <laughs> Put it on the clip That's up so against true. the thing. To, yes. the, the heat. I don't even know. Is that real? Did the heat actually make the Polaroid develop know. any faster? But what we know? used to do all these crazy things, right? And now in such a short period of mm -hmm. time we've had such profound change and that's given voice to businesses that's given yeah. voice to not-for-profits that give that's Correct. given voice to so many people uh locally nationally on a smaller scale correct so how are you seeing that impact now correct so that that's where we come in as gotham training productions and we're able to offer maybe that next level for them to help them achieve their goals in a professional sense using some more advanced gear that they might not be able to get their hands on yep. so that we can do a live multi-camera shoot and have a nice uh, studio desk and have a nice, so we, we did it for uh, Anthony Wilkinson over at the Avenel Performing Arts Center and we had live from APAC and we had like the Johnny Carson desk with uh, with a couple of chairs for guests in mm -hmm. on the th at the theater or we had virtual guests. But explain, explain multi-camera production because sure. i wouldn't have understood that a short while ago and i think it's important yeah. for other small businesses that are looking for professionals like yourselves explain what that is because it seems like simple but when you're watching it again your vision seeing cuts and different i'll let you explain it but <laughs> i'm sorry i no, 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 interrupt no, you're you. I wanted you no, it's good you know well, listen james you're with it now you're hip, I'm, you're I'm hip almost with it, man. Hip. You get it. I'm go. getting you're there. Hip. No more Polaroids for me, No baby. more Polaroids. You get it. Multi-camera <laughs> shoots, playback, you're in. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, multi-camera is what you see on national TV. So when you watch your favorite talk show and you see mm -hmm. multiple camera angles, let's bring up Jimmy Fallon, for instance, and it's him in the Roots, right? Yeah. It's him in the Roots crew. And you see a shot of Jimmy Fallon coming up, and it's this dynamic low shot from a camera, and all of a sudden it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Cut. You see a shot of the roots, and they're playing and jamming out. Cut back yeah. to Jimmy Fallon, and there's Jimmy, and goes like this, and then cut back to the band, and they stop playing. Cut. Cue the lights. Multi-camera. There's a lot going on. That that's what I mean by you see multiple angles, multiple things at the same time. Or if someone's reporting outside, like I think uh, David Letterman used to have the 
uh, the guy report downstairs. Oh, what was his name? Oh, yeah. It was that. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. You know what I'm saying? About. It's, it's yeah, that I little deli so. downstairs. Sure. Oh, some, I'm going to get killed for not knowing his name. Anyway, um, It'll come to you. I'm going to get abused. I know. But anyway, <laughs> he would go down. He would, hey, hey, and reporting downstairs with so and so. Right. And now you cut to that camera that's downstairs. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by a, a multi camera. And it's, James, it's interesting you ask. Rupert. Ke- Rupert. Rupert. There we go. There we there we go. go. Nice. Thank you so much, Woo-hoo. Pete. God, you're awesome on the ones and twos. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it feels so weird saying it, but I'm going to say it because James says it. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that's the multi-camera aspect and, and how to incorporate that. And it's, James, it's so interesting you ask that because that's one of our toughest things as Gotham Trinity is to, what do we do? And anytime I say multi-camera productions, people are like, uh, what, is, what does that mean? I mean right. It, it sounds cool to them and it sounds, ooh, so you're going to bring multiple cameras? Yes, but we're going to be able to have many different angles like you guys have here today and you, all your podcasts. But then we can we can cut to drones. We can cut to a rail cam that's on a, a on a rail for, uh, that's Sorry. 300 feet long. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the sports programs with the, with the fly cam, the blimp. You can cut to a blimp. Yeah. You know, that's amazing what we're, what we're able to do. So, again, think of all that, but I want to downscale that and do these types of programs and shows on location at uh, Rab's Country Lanes, for instance, yep. do a sh- he was doing his great shows from there every day, and God bless him, he's still going. I know they just opened up about a week or two ago now, mm-hmm. uh, the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so kudos to, to Frank over there. I think it's yeah. awesome what he's doing over there. And that programming, well, why don't you take it a step further and do a live broadcast of a bowling night for a fundraiser for a nonprofit on Staten Island? Yep. Just throwing, you know. Great idea. Uh, you know, I think um, the high school scene, we used to have SI-76. You guys remember when uh, SI-76 from Time Warner Cable used yeah. to exist? Used to watch Tottenville Cur- versus Curtis football. Oh, yeah. At Curtis, Nick Lagakis and Ted Nugent. Um, Ted Nugent or Joe Nugent, whatever his name was. Um, Cole in the game from on, on the field. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Then MSG Varsity came and they tried for six years and did a great job. A lot of people learned through that system, but that doesn't exist anymore. Verizon came in and they tried. That doesn't exist anymore. So there's so many applications for what we're capable of and my, my history and my resources, which is great yeah. too. And I can ask people from the TV community to come, hey, I have this gig at Tottenville Curtis football game. Can you come help me run camera? Can you run some cable for me? Can you run? Can you do some audio? Can you set mm-hmm. lights up in a booth for me? That's what I, I want to bring back to the island. But I, And I want it here because no one else has that. Yeah. That's what I really want to have happen here on the on the island. So let me let me explain why that is so critical uh, for a small business or for a not for profit, right? So when you have the ability to have a local partner like Todd, and they come in with all of this equipment and all of this technology, and you know what you do best, right? As a, as a business owner, they're able to take this tech and present it in a super professional way and quite honestly appear a lot bigger than what you are, right? And it Mm -hmm. it presents your company in a super professional manner. So for uh, a a good long period of time before Petey was, was over here and part of the family, we struggled with trying to make this stuff happen. And what I found was it was pulling me away from what I do best. And what I do best is crush real estate. Like that's, that's, uh, that's where I need to be mm-hmm. operating, where my talents lie. And when you 
want to take on a bold new initiative or you want to shoot a commercial or you want to get a podcast series going or you want to do more on social media or you want whatever it may be, you want to do more uh, video ads. As an entrepreneur, you are tempted to dabble in it. Well, I, I could figure this out, right? We, we can do and you can't, right? right? There's yeah. a place and there's a time for the small business owner to do it on, on their own. Uh, where you don't need a, a professional crew like yours. Correct. But then there's a very clear place where you can't. And the benefit of it for us has been tough to, to quantify. Being uh, in, in my business, it's 92% of all home sales start with a click. And right. yeah. 82%, um, I might be off by one or two percentage points here, but 82% of homeowners yep. want video as part of their home presentation. 7% of agents actually give them that production. Wild. Wow. Right, so yeah. there's massive deltas that are starting to appear in, in my opinion, from what we can see in yep. every business. Um, and you guys fill that void and you, you give a smaller shop like mine the ability to appear much bigger, bigger right. and more professional and uh, quite honestly, it, it's really cool when a, a, you know your team can come in and we're seeing the same thing and I can just focus on getting out the message that I want to get out and you focus on making it look, look great. as I can't explain to you how important that is for a small business owner. Right. When uh, you know the business bears mom's name, I've been doing this since I'm knee high to a grasshopper. I've been, you know, full time going for like twenty five years. Yeah, knee high to a grass. That's, a, that's an old man saying. <laughs> I love the look on your face. Huh? Okay, I like that. Knee high to a grasshopper. Some say I'm still knee high to a grasshopper. I'm so short. Anyway, <laughs> oh. moving on. Yeah, I, I got to make fun of myself. I always have to. So you. you oh, no, I hear you. It's really important as a small business owner to have that come together and appear as professional as it does. Sure. And you guys being able to mobilize and do this remotely is really freaking cool. Yeah. So really commend yeah. you on what you're doing. Um, and I look forward to continuing to work with you. What does the future hold? What does the future hold? A lot more live broadcasts. Okay. I think that's big specifically in the sports space because no one does that right now mm. in New York City the way it deserves. Because there is incredible amount of talent on Staten Island on the sports scene baseball is huge football of course is huge course. you know again what happened to SI 76 you know why doesn't that exist why don't we have that service anymore Staten Island Advance does their best their absolute best to cover the local sports scene but they just don't have the arsenal technically or just manpower wise because yep. that industry has also changed they yep. don't have the resources they used to have in order to give it its due that's one thing that we're definitely focused on is broadcasting live sporting events, broadcasting live any events, yep. specifically now because some people can't go in person. Yep. So why not watch the broadcast at home if you're not comfortable yeah. being in person? If grandma or grandpa can't make it or someone has is susceptible to this virus, mm -hmm. well, then they need to stay home. And that's what everyone has told us, right? Yeah. So if they want to be a part of Susie Q's graduation, but they can't be there, well, let's broadcast that live now. And they can log on. Someone can set them up and log them on so they can watch. Amazing. Watch their kids grow up playing sports or watch them Arista, I think is what it was called at Tomville High School, and, and be honored for 
scholastic excellence. So I, I think what we're doing is broadcasting all these events or if, if, if you have a gathering for, for a nonprofit, whatever it may, all these events can be broadcasted live and also then be sponsored where we're also making a little bit of money. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and that's the other side of, of, of sponsorship and sponsoring these, these, these events. And uh, I also think there's room for, for us to be teaching the local community these things, specifically students who might not have access to this kind of thing. And Very I think, cool. You know, I, I think give them the tools Yep. That's maybe not a studio, because to, to be fair, Staten Island's very blessed with some great studio spaces. For instance, Staten Island Tech, Farrell, St. Joseph by the Sea, uh, Tottenville all have some semblance of a studio space, and that's great. Yeah. Not everyone has that. Not everyone can take a, a, a very nice camera and shoot 4K video somewhere or go fly a drone. I think that's another space where we're exploring of sharing our message with those who might not be able to and inviting the community to come and make content. Yeah. Content made by Staten Island for Staten Island. I love it. Let's go. So cool. I love it. Let's go. Like, well, there's so much here. There's so much more to us than what everyone yeah. has seen at that. And we want to be at that forefront of showing the beautiful properties available, the land that mm -hmm. we have on Staten Island. Like, let's go. Let's showcase that. The sports talent, the artistic talent. Yeah. Let's let's talk to Illuminart. Let's go to Snug Harbor. Let's Let's... There should Absolutely. be shows every day highlighting what we're all about. All the first responders. This island's full of FDNY, NYPD. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Let's go. Like these spotlights, like we need to spotlight us. We're about so much more. You want to, that's the future. So that's us. So, and the future is now. Okay. Yes, so, COVID yeah. has uh, created an opportunity, if you will, to my daughter receive communion. My daughter has now uh, outdoor Great. dance classes, right? Oh, wow. Grandparents couldn't come. Broke my mother's heart mm -hmm. that she couldn't be a part of this. So uh, without question, I think this new norm, you know, uh, we refer to it as AC, right? After Corona. I think that's how Fair. profound of an event this is, right? So yeah, as, as we move forward, um, these things are going to be more and more uh, just part of the normal. You know, yeah. My son's soccer game, my son's baseball games, mm -hmm. uh, right? To have the ability for them to see it live. And technology, and particularly the older generation, one of the other things that's happened here is during coronavirus, there was a sharp uh, increase in the proficiency, even in the mm -hmm. older demographic, mm -hmm because it was the only way to stay connected. Yeah. So right now we have the, the generation that I think would benefit most from this type of stuff. Uh, my mom specifically, right? And, and having been through what we've been mm -hmm. through, she learned right quick how to get on a Zoom session yes, and how to FaceTime yeah. and how to do these, these things awesome. yeah. that uh, would fit beautifully with what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and another moment in time, I think that we're we're almost starting to miss is Staten Island has always been in the shadow of New York City. Uh -huh. We've always been the forgotten borough. Correct. And for once, we have the script flipped a bit where people are looking at Staten Island as a place to come hang your hat, yep. have a little bit more elbow room, uh, don't have people above you, below you, to the left of you, to the right of you, not being as, as crowded, 
Um, there's a yeah. real sense of community out here. Absolutely. Uh, and I believe this is <coughs> Staten Island's moment in the sun. And uh, we had talked quite a bit. I was on a conference call with, with Bob Kelly earlier today. He's one of the local builders. And we were talking about how uh, we've kind of missed a little bit of the boat where there should have been, and there still can be, and maybe this is something we talk about, uh, there should be a, a campaign about Staten Island. Yes. You know, where the borough mm. of parks, right? We've got, there's so many wonderful attributes uh, of this borough that have been so overlooked for so goddamn long. Uh, we've got a moment in time here, and I think it's mm -hmm. it's important that maybe we get together with professionals and you put together yeah. a group and we start broadcasting these things. Absolutely. We yeah. start, you know, doing live shots from parks and for whatever it may be. Right. Let's get that message out there and let the rest of the world mm -hmm. know who we are and we're, we're not just the other borough that people forget about in That's New right. York City. Like, we're a kick-ass place. And you're already achieving that by having this podcast uh, and bringing in people from the community. So I say, take this on the road. Let's go on the road. Let's go to, and that yeah. was one of the ideas I wanted to propose to you. Is like, let's go to one of your sites, one of your flat pieces of land. Yep. That's just a beautiful opportunity a for idea. someone and go live and broadcast and just talk about it. I love it. And yeah. then bring someone else on, another, a local business owner. It's like, hey, you've seen this piece of property on Staten Island open for so long. Talk about the area. I love it. Whoever it may be, or, or any, any one of us can, can come on and just, yeah. Wax, wax poetic about Staten Island, whatever your property may be, whether it's a flat piece of land or a building that's been there for, you know, 50 years, whatever it may be. You know, that's that's one way to do it. You know, maybe this needs to go on the road and and ex show, not exploit, show. Yeah, exploit. Exploit the beauty that's on and the opportunity mm -hmm. that's here now. Yeah. And and get the strike while it's hot now. Yeah. We're, we're all in, man. Yeah, absolutely. We, we love the ideas. We love the, the initiative. We love, like I've said 300 times, your energy and your spirit. Um, we're, we're trying to work really hard to affiliate ourselves with more like-minded people that have the same passion. That's one of our sure. goals as we emerge from this. So uh, I love it. I think it's a great idea, and I'd love to be a part of it. The, the one idea that I wanted to share, let me, let me ask this before I, 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 I should have <laughs> prefaced the idea I had to share with you. Did you ever do anything open house wise, like live online? Did you ever do that? So we, we have, we've done four or five of them now yeah. and un, uh, to our surprise, how many people tune into it. Um, the, the barrier that we hit is the agents are not confident in it. They're not completely yeah. comfortable in the technology um, people get nervous about something being live and, and people hyper focus on yeah, it, it's a but block. it's been, we've done a couple of them. We've promoted them. We've sold stuff from them. Mm -hmm. I, it, it, it's yeah. not the future again. It's now. Right. Mm -hmm. So it did well. I know you can't hear me, but I talked about it. It did well with, the problem was the technology was terrible. So the agents weren't allowed to go in. So we had to have like yeah. the owner with their cell phone and then have a okay. camera of like James so talking about it. Peter, you're saying it was mainly just a cell phone based type of. Yes thing but just trying to make be now yeah and you, right. you needed to pivot it was like well let's try the, some sort of live aspect of this during yeah. corona so it was this complicated we weren't allowed to be in the house okay the homeowner had to do this so they had to have their cell phone they mm -hmm. had to walk through the house while it was live and then we had to have an agent set up remotely watching the feed and then you know their homeowners they're not 
marketers. They don't know what to look at or how to right. pause or how fast how to long, move. Yeah. Or was the Wi-Fi not good or did mm -hmm. they not connect? So then it got choppy and it, the, the idea is great. And now that the restrictions are lifting, we can do it where we as the agents or with an affiliate company can go in and do it mm -hmm. without a doubt. That is super, 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 super important. Look, showings now are not showings anymore. Mm -hmm. They're reshows. The yeah. video is so good right. and the access is so good. By the time you get to a home, mm -hmm. it's a reshow. So a yeah. part of the pitch that we want to start making uh, is, is when you list with us, because we've invested so heavily in technology, right. we can keep the, the people out of your house that are just browsers. The people who are coming here, they're vested, they're vested right? right? Like they've seen it, they're into it, right. they dig it. The, these are real folks. So we can keep you safer. We can save on your time. We can save on our time and we can bring more people that are likely to be far more vested and qualified and interested in your property in, instead of every nosy neighbor that wants to come take a peek, they could do that through these other technologies, but how do we do this? So yeah, I see the smile. <laughs> give me, give me, give me the baby. Let's go. Give me the juice. I, I, I want a live show, Yeah, but I want a, a, a desk. I want a host. I want a co-host. I want a reporter. I want a reporter who can go in room by room or two reporters. I want someone virtually. I want someone who doesn't feel comfortable mm. to be there, to be here, that could be reporting stats with a two box with all the stats of uh, uh, 5,000 square school feet. Districts. School districts. Like uh, go access to stores, shopping, transportation. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Now, Such now a great idea. Get the, get the graphics, be yep. visual about it, but, but have a live presence on site. If it's a nice day, you set up like in the driveway or something, you have a beautiful you have a beautiful backdrop of the house and you see everything here or commercial property too. Yeah. And it, it just throw, show a nice wide angle lens so you have this beautiful shot. I love it. Mm -hmm. And now get a drone shot to open the whole thing. And then you say, off exit one, the southernmost point in New York State. Welcome to this live virtual open house in beautiful downtown Tottenville at 12345 Main Street. Hello everyone, my name is Tabavona from Gotham Trinity Productions, but first we have to do a little thank to our sponsors. Brought to you by Richmond Valley Merchants Association, Page Plaza Diner, The Conference House, Town & Country Deli, JVN Restoration. We now turn it to James Prandamano who's going to give us a little bit more about the house. Boom. Cut. Cut from a big sh wide shot with all those logos showing up. Think of the sponsors, local sponsors. They're part of it. I love it. Yeah. Now bring some of those people here on camera. Now it becomes a plug for them too. Oh, I have, I have Page Plaza Dine has been there for, Jesus, I've been on Staten Island since 1993. It's been around forever. Have them come on. I love the community. I treat everyone like they're my family here. I can't wait for you to come here. I want you to buy this property because I, I want you to invite you to my diner. Free cup of coffee when you come in here. I love it. That's uh, such and, and, a fantastic idea. And now you have sponsors mm -hmm. who want to be a part of this live broadcast because you have such a great audience that you're building up, right? So value added to them. And now they, even if, even if they don't do anything, at least if they watch it on their phone while they're driving to us, oh, let's go to the yeah. Page Plaza Diner and stop for a cup of coffee. Or let's go, what's the conference house? Mm -hmm. The 15-year-old kid who's coming along with mom and dad to look at the showing, Google's conference house, uh, they did something, something big here happened. Oh, let's go check it out. It seems like a park. We have also uh, Fluffy, the dog. Let's go for a walk at Conference House. I love it. So I say a multi-camera shoot, as you were yeah. saying, a drone, a rail cam, a, a desk, a host position. The other side of this <laughs> is a reality show side. Ooh. Ooh. Now follow me here. 
This is something that we're thinking about incorporating to our next short film when it comes to casting. Okay. And casting and doing auditions for roles and following that whole process from start to finish. Same thing. For those who are able, now I don't know the insurance and who can, if you have to sign a waiver, if you can do this, but you have willing participants yep. mm -hmm. who come and they come on set with you. Hello, Susie Q. Here's my son, James. James, you're 18 years old. What are you looking for in a school? Well, Dad, I'm looking for a blah, 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 whatever. Find out about them now. Well, right. go enjoy your tour. And then they go on this tour. And now you get to... You yeah, get, man. I, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if this, anything's this possible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anything is possible, right? I mean, today, the doors are opening for this type of stuff more and more and more. So I love where you're going with it. Thank God you did not cut to me after you gave that amazing introduction. I'm sitting here swallowing down my vomit, going, oh my God, I hope I don't have to follow this friggin' pro with that. Welcome to page nine. Oh, I'm going, oh my, I'm gonna sound like a jackass. That's what's going through my head. Um, so thank oh, you for that, funny. but I love the idea. I think it's brilliant. We are in, yeah. let's sit down offline and talk yeah. through it. Uh, we're all about exploring new ways and new avenues and video 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 content mm -hmm. content content anything that can get our customers product out look at the end of yeah. the day it comes down to eyes mm -hmm. right and and as we pitch it's, it's it's crazy we go on listing appointments and we talk about some of these technologies and you could see the glaze when you lose people because mm -hmm. they don't understand it so we have to do a better job explaining all this means is yeah. we're going to get more eyes on your product. The more eyes I get on this product, the better of a chance I'm going to have of getting top dollar. That's right. what yeah. matters, right? right? So any of these neat ways, especially mm -hmm. something that's Staten Island centric, especially something that has that, that component of pride about who we are and what we are, and we're not all of the, ugh, I got to pull myself back. We're not everything that you've heard about Staten Island. We're a wonderful right. place. Mm -hmm. Correct. We've got beautiful yeah. people. And I would love, love, love to be a part of this and get the message out. That's great. So you can, and you can incorporate commercials, cut to yeah. scenes fantastic. from the local sports teams that play. Hey, by the way, Tottenville yeah. beat Curtis 25 to 40, 41, the other, 24 to 21 the other day. Let's check, mm -hmm. check some highlights. You know, it's, it's just something different. And, you know, just again, trying to Follow the curve of follow and pivot and just do something different, new, dynamic, and you know, and, and value add to listen is the, the it's the offers out there to anyone who's listening across the country and all the countries that yeah. you have uh, open to that the ideas out there, here's yours, run with that. That's it's just something different that you might be able to work with a local company that can execute that for you. And and again, value added to to those people trying mm -hmm. to sell whether it's a home or commercial property. Yeah. Amen. Whatever it may be. Look. As always, I was I was looking forward to this because I do really love your energy. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I wish <laughs> it's hard because you know people can hear you, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see. But you just don't like. There's this the presence that comes off of you, and that this energy. It's it's really great. J when I listen to J-Man, and shout out to J-Man if he's watching these again, but like he also has he has you yeah. said it to introduce him. He has that infectious personality yes. to get out there, and he he gets it. One thing TV has learned me: it's always. Look at your audience, talk to your audience, speak to your audience. And mm -hmm. as you saw me a couple times, it, it's yeah. a recognition of that people are either watching or they're listening. And I, the, the inflection, and he got into that uh, of being that to grab people in and then to, to talk to them like yeah. human beings. It all goes back to we're, we're people. We're all trying to help mm -hmm. each other out here. Absolutely. That's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. The more you can relate to the people listening or watching or people in the room, the more likely 
good things are going to happen. Absolutely. And great things are going to happen right here. And I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah. Is there anything Absolutely. else we wanted to touch on before we wrap? Uh, yes, real quick. Uh, Gotham Training Productions uh, produced a pilot episode for a proof of concept TV series called Street Smart. Street Smart that is uh, focused on the opioid, opioid, I'll learn English at some point, the opioid epidemic uh, that has been around for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, numbers have shown progressively getting worse, unfortunately. Uh, but this TV series is set to not just follow the addict and, his, and their family, uh, but also everyone that is upper class, lower class, how it affects the local fire departments, police mm -hmm. departments, and things of that nature. Um, so we are having a showing, a private showing, uh, this weekend, like we did last weekend, and then a Q&A oh. is open to the public uh, next Wednesday evening at 9 o'clock. Gotham Trinity Productions' YouTube page okay. will be live. Let's make sure we get that information, PD, when this goes live and, and we have that out there for, for the public. Thank you for that. Sure. This is a, a real freaking problem in Staten yeah. Island. And uh, any attention you can get on it, and best of luck with it. Mm -hmm. uh, you, it literally saves lives. Sure. So, yep. from the bottom of my heart, we've all have a story. We all know someone who's who's dealt with this affliction, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it, it anything that we can do to get more attention on it is very, very, very much appreciated. Sure. So, sure. thank you for that. Um, everyone out there, please keep an eye out for the Cassandra Properties Gotham Trinity Productions new show <laughs> partnership <laughs> whatever, whatever it's it is gonna be. bro I, it's it, gonna be it, great i'm visioning now it, we're going this is gonna, gonna be, be cool. kick ass i'm super Very excited cool. for Very it exciting thank you for being with us today thank yes, you so much for having us. everyone out there stay safe oh no wait i forgot becca mm. all right so this is oh wow how, how are we gonna do this are we gonna is she gonna sing right gonna here are we this. gonna oh, yeah all right so listen becca one thing people hate is dead air not that there's any pressure. Oh, so I gotta like go right into You've this. You've gotta go three. Jeez. Wait, two. Oh wow. One. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Reba, Biba, Becky, Madalonis. Burns flagging high. You know how I feel. Sun in the sky. You know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, yeah. And I'm feeling good. Woo! Wow, that absolutely was woo killer, amazing. Very well done. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with that. us, Reeves. Oh, you got it. Well done. Mm -hmm. so, uh, can we do quick? What, what's yeah. your history? What's your singing history? Wait, wait. Um, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I started singing. Um, I, well, I've been singing forever since I can remember. Um, I was in a band when I was younger. Um, would tour around with them a little bit. Cool. I took voice lessons. I kind of gave it up for a while. Mm -hmm. And you know, I sing here and there. I've, I've been hired to do weddings and funerals, as odd as that may sound. Um but yeah, so I just do it on the side. I write some of my own music. That's and, awesome. Yeah. That's she actually so wrote cool. a song about Microsoft Word. I did. It's fantastic. <laughs> <Really? laughs> can we hear it? Or, or from like, can we get it somewhere? Can we go online and hear it? No, or is it private? I can sing it for you. you can see, about Microsoft Word? Yes. <laughs> this has got to be interesting. <laughs> it, it is. Like the nuances of it and it's, whatnot and just how it weird is, it is. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, because that's just bizarre to me. I have to, hopefully I remember the words. Um, okay. <laughs> 
word, oh word, how I hate you. You really make me feel like a fool. All I'm trying to do is convert a PDF into Word. What the hell am I to do? Formatting's off, random spacing too. Why must you be so rude? I hate, I hate, oh, I hate Microsoft Word. How I hate you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make way. Rebecca, that's so good. It's and it's so true, too. Uh, right? And it's so true. Right. See, people can relate. Yes. See, that's how you get to audience by giving them a product that they can relate to. They can relate to the oh, the pitfalls of Microsoft Word. I don't remember how this came out. We were at a conference or something, yeah. and I hear her just belting this song out, and I'm like, are you singing about Microsoft Word? <laughs> that's so good. Good stuff. that freaking paperclip. Anyway. Yeah, every, uh, thank you for coming. James, thank you. Becca, thank you, Pete. Thank you. This was thank awesome. This what was a great. fun. Yeah, what a lot fun. of fun. A lot of fun. Folks, please keep the comments coming. Yes. Uh, we really enjoy this. We're having a really good time with it. So if you have any other thoughts or suggestions, yeah. please, on, please send them on through. Um, love you guys. Everyone, please stay safe.